From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff detect multiple cruise missiles launched from the North on Friday. President Yoon Sung-yeol is reportedly reviewing a special pardon for former Presidential National Security Advisor Kim Gunjin. And the nation's inflation rate slows to the 2% range for the first time in six months. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Cho. North Korea fired multiple cruise missiles towards the Yellow Sea on Friday morning, marking the fourth occurrence of such tests in 10 days. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said it detected multiple cruise missiles launched from the north at around 11 a.m. The military said it is closely coordinating with the United States on the latest missile firings while monitoring developments in the north. Pyongyang had previously conducted three rounds of cruise missile firings last Wednesday, Sunday, and Tuesday this week. According to the north's state media, the first two rounds involved the new Purasar 331 strategic cruise missile, while the third round featured the previously known Hwasal-2 model. As North Korea continues to increase military tension on the Korean peninsula with a series of cruise missile launches and other weapon tests, the nominee for the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command chief told the U.S. Senate that there are significant strategic and military risks of a potential conflict on the Korean peninsula. To deal with the evolving nuclear threats from the North, Admiral Samuel Paparo said, that U.S. strategic forces are necessary for deterrence. Kim Bumsu has more. Senator, absolutely critical. Amid heightening tensions on the Korean peninsula, the nominee for the U.S. Indo-Pacific commander has reaffirmed that U.S. extended deterrence is, quote, absolutely essential for the region. During a confirmation hearing of the U.S. Senate Armed Services Committee on Thursday, Admiral Samuel Paparo discussed the changing dynamic of the Korean peninsula. As a military commander, I must look at the capability development and to be able to pace that, to deter that, extended deterrence, particularly with U.S. strategic forces, is absolutely essential. Do you assess Last month, North Korea announced that it will no longer strive for a peaceful reunification of the two Koreas and has since sought to demonstrate its diversified nuclear capabilities, launching cruise missiles and underwater drones, among others. The four-star admiral said in his written response to the Senate that there are significant strategic and military risks of a potential conflict on the Korean peninsula. The Indo-PECOM chief nominee also expressed concerns over the military collapse collaboration between North Korea and Russia, calling it symbiotic. It closes gaps each for the other, providing conventional weapons to Russia from North Korean industry, uh, providing sanctions evading uh, materials and high-end, potentially high-end technology to North Korea. He noted that the U.S.'s airborne intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance allocation is currently insufficient to support what he called the multifaceted problem set. Kim Bomsu, KBS World Radio News. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un reportedly inspected a shipyard in Nampo where he underscored the importance of a strong naval force in war preparations. According to the North's state-run Korean Central News Agency on Friday, Kim stressed the importance of strengthening the naval force during the visit, considering it a key aspect of advancing war preparations. Kim received a detailed report on the progress in warship construction and the preparations for a significant new project 
mandated by the 8th Congress of the Workers' Party. He also issued instructions to ensure the timely completion of the planned vessels within a five-year time frame, describing the Nampu shipyard as the nation's most reliable large-scale military shipbuilding facility. Kim expressed expectations it will successfully build the pivotal warships to a world-class standard in alignment with the party's strategic plans. President Yoon Suk-yeol is reportedly considering granting special pardon to former Presidential National Security Advisor Kim Guan-jin ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday next week. Kim, who served as former President Park Geun-hye's National Security Chief, was sentenced to two years in prison in the Seoul High Court last year. On charges of instructing the military cyber command to post online comments in favor of the ruling camp ahead of the general election and the presidential election in 2012, the 74-year-old former four-star general, however, was not immediately incarcerated following the ruling, which he had filed for an appeal. The inflation rate slowed to the two percent range for the first time in six months in January. According to Statistics Korea on Friday, the country's consumer price index stood at 113.15 in January, up 2.8 percent on-year. The inflation rate fell below 3 percent for the first time since July last year, when it marked 2.4 percent. The rate then rose to 3.8 percent in August, and further to 3.8 in October, before slowing to 3.3 percent in November and 3.2 percent in December. Core inflation, which excludes volatile food and oil prices, rose 2.6 percent in January from a year earlier. Prices of agricultural, livestock, and fishery products rose 8 percent on year in January, while the prices of petroleum products dropped 5 percent on year. The government has decided to inject an additional 10 billion won into a major discount campaign for agricultural, livestock, and fisheries products in an effort to stabilize prices ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday. Finance Minister Choi Sang-mok announced the decision on Friday during the opening remarks for an emergency economy meeting. The minister said that the government will allocate an additional 10 billion won budget for a discount program aimed at stabilizing the escalating prices of apples and pears. Two engineers dispatched from Indonesia as part of a joint project to develop the KF-21 fighter jet with South Korea are being investigated over allegations of attempting to steal technological information. A travel ban has been imposed on the suspects, and authorities are also exploring the possibility of an accomplice within South Korea's exclusive aircraft manufacturer. Yoon Soyoung reports. Two Indonesian engineers participating in the development of South Korea's KF-21 fighter jet are under investigation after they allegedly tried to steal internal documents. According to the state-run Defense Acquisition Program Administration on Friday, the engineers dispatched to Korea Aerospace Industries were apprehended last month while trying to take out files related to the projects stored on a USB drive. While a joint investigation involving the National Intelligence Service, the Defense Procurement Agency, and the Defense Counterintelligence Command is underway, the engineers have been banned from leaving the country. Adapa officials said the probe is focused on identifying the specific documents the Indonesian engineers attempted to steal, noting that the USB drive primarily contained general documents and not those related to strategic technologies that might violate laws and military secrets or the protection of defense industrial technology. Due to the engineers' restricted access to classified zones within the KI building, investigators are also reportedly reviewing the possibility of an internal accomplice. 
Indonesia, a partner in the project, had agreed to shoulder 20% of the total project cost, amounting to 1.7 trillion won, or approximately 1.3 billion U.S. dollars, by June 2026, while manufacturing 48 jets after receiving a prototype and technology documents from South Korea. Despite having paid 227.2 billion won until January 2019, Jakarta has accumulated an overdue payment of around 1 trillion won, citing budget shortages. Since the completion of the first prototype in April 2021, the 6th KF-21 successfully took flight last year. The South Korean Air Force aims to deploy 120 KF-21s by 2032. Yoon Soo-hyun, KBS World Radio News. The South Korean men's national football team has suffered a crushing defeat against Australia at the final match of the AFC Asian Cup nine years ago will seek redemption on Saturday. The Tiger Warriors, led by head coach Jurgen Klinsmann, is set to face off against the Socceroos in the quarterfinal stage of the 2023 AFC Asian Cup at Qatar's Al-Janoub Stadium. The match is scheduled to kick off at 12.30 a.m. Korea time on Saturday. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.